1: I'm Vioza. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio,
2: a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast.
3: Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9 Love Love at at First first listen. Listen.
1: facts yes all of the above are correct but most importantly they're some of the biggest latin icons in the world and they're just a few of the game-changing latin stars we're covering in becoming an icon season two listen to becoming an icon on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts
7: this is the best of the ben Maller show on fox sports radio
8: we're back at it again here, and a deadline day, a banner day, a day that is celebrated by those desperate for NFL-related content, Franchise Tag Day in the NFL. Boy, that's exciting. Isn't that are, Were you excited? You were excited, right? Yes, the uh, the franchise tag, the dreaded draconian franchise tag, the cutoff had, had passed. When that was done, in the middle of the day, the dust settling and all this – Speculation, and there were a lot of the NFL insider crowd that make their living feeding information, NFL-related information. They peddle this for those that will pay the highest dollar. The information trade in the NFL, and you know who these people are, and names were speculated, and the tail of the tape on how many players actually got the franchise tag uh, out of 32 teams, the number five. Five, that was the number of players that got the franchise tag, uh, and and that was it. You also had a, an additional player uh, who got the transition track, whatever that is. Is that can they still use that term transition? I think that means something else these days. Is the NFL that's not politically correct? Can we get a a protest on Park Avenue to get rid of that? It's not right, man. Transitioning means something totally different. It's totally different. Uh, but the the five players who had to do the walk of shame, if you will, uh, that. Got the franchise tag. Jarvis Landry. Woohoo. Uh with the Dolphins. Ziggy Anza, he got it. DeMarcus Lawrence as well from the Cowboys. Uh, Lamarcus joyner with the Rams. A safety. Not a defensive back. We're talking about a safety. And LeVeon Bell of well, the Steelers. And some guy named Kyle Fuller uh, of the Bears got the transaction tag. But the, the biggest Who? name here, uh, Tri- Kyle Fuller's his name. Never heard of him. That's because he plays for the Bears. The Bears haven't been relevant in a long time. Uh, but the biggest name on the list by far, Le'Veon Bell. Second consecutive year that our guy Le'Veon Bell has, has has happened. It was speculated. It turned out to be accurate. He is the lucky recipient of the prize from the Steelers. So uh, this provides us the most drama, uh, and, and that's where we need to go. That, that, that's the most important thing. So let's discuss here. Now, Bell, if you've not been paying attention, bad job by you. I always pay attention. Because I knew there'd be a quiz on this. And uh, and I realized that Le'Veon Bell has threatened to retire from the NFL uh, if the Steelers did exactly what they have now done. Now, it's not over yet. There's still a window. There's still some wiggle room here to work out a long-term contract. Do you think that's going to happen? I'm going to go no. I'm going to go no on that, so let's assume the position. That the only option here, the only reasonable, feasible option is the franchise tag contract, a one-year contract for Le'Veon Bell. Now, he has talked like a tough guy. He said he's going to retire if he gets franchise tagged again. Well, he's been franchise tagged again. So the obvious question is the question that we will go with, the low-hanging fruit here. The question is, what are the chances that Le'Veon Bell follows through on his threats and says, that's it, I'm gone, I'm out of here? Uh, I will go first, and as you might know, I have have several jobs. I moonlight. I do a lot of other things here, trying to make ends meet. Uh, When you do overnight radio, you have to do a lot of different things to make ends meet. And one of the things that I do is I'm an amateur line maker. I'm a bookmaker. And and I will set the odds on Le'Veon Bell actually retiring from the NFL right now today at 0%. I think I'm going high. I think I'm going high at 0%. Uh, you know it, I know it, the Steelers know it, Le'Veon Bell knows it. My thoughts, you've got the financial windfall, the standoff, and the one and gone situation. Now, number one, Le'Veon Bell has been uber-productive, right? uber-productive for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has done his job, and then some. He's been good, really good. However, we understand there's more to the story. We understand that this has been a, a tightrope walk in the NFL rules and regulations department. And in football parlance, Le'Veon Bell is considered a ticking time bomb. And without that baggage, if that was not part of the equation, well, then then we'd have a different conversation. But you can't have this conversation without that being part of the conversation and therefore the bagage, which is you know, they charge a lot. You and you go over that limit, they charge you a hundred bucks. When you check a bag in, and then if you go over the weight limit, that's a hundred bucks. And so in the NFL, it's a lot more. Uh, but for Le'Veon Bell, you you can't give him the the long term contract if you the Steelers, not the money that he wants. And so when you look at it in the context of a two year window, though, despite everything that's been said about this, if you look at these two years here. The franchise tax season, last year and now this year, Le'Veon Bell will have been paid in the neighborhood of $28.5 million. That is a wonderful neighborhood. That's the kind of neighborhood we all want to live in. That's the kind of neighborhood that makes magic, right? That's the, that's the fairy tale neighborhood when $28 million is inbound into your bank account. Now, after taxes, it's a lot less than that, but you get the point. He's not going to the poorhouse anytime soon. And number two... This standoff, if you will, the cool thing for me as a gas bag and a blowhard on the radio is it's all going to be played out on social media and the radio. We get to talk about it. Le'Veon Bell, his only legitimate option as a a means to an end, which means the contract is the end game, is to try to win the hearts, minds, and souls of the Steeler fan base, therefore having the fan base in Pittsburgh – and all over the country, do the dirty work and try to put the pressure on the Steeler front office. Now Pittsburgh, they're 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 in the the catbird seat. They they are. They're in the driver's seat, and the the franchise. They're they're trying to upsell James Conner as a legitimate replacement to Le'Veon Bell, and that's great. You can sell James Conner. He sold a lot of jerseys. At, but the reality, the the impact. Come on, it's an un. Realistic to think that Connor is going to have the impact that Le'Veon Bell has had. There's not a lot of people buying that, uh, and so the standoff it's going to follow the the typical pattern, with the exception of more social media. Like he Bell's not going to sign the franchise tag. He has no reason to sign the franchise tag. Uh, that is that is not going to happen, uh, and so he's going to wait until the very last minute. He's going to wait till the very last minute, and then at that particular point. Uh you know, he'll sign. He, once the checks start becoming an issue, uh, then he's he's all in. He'll hold out as long as he can hold out, no training camp and all that. He'll miss he'll threaten to miss a bunch of regular season games, and in the end that won't happen. And then when that, that Waterloo moment happens, he will sign on the dotted line, he will come into training camp, and then, then then the same thing will take place, similar to last year. All right, one final thing here. We'll take some phone calls. Considering the cost of the third straight franchise tag. This is a one-and-gone situation. We are at a crossroads for the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. What that means, from a financial perspective, you're going to play one more year and one more season in Western Pennsylvania, and then that's it. Without a long-term deal, it is impossible. It is unimaginable that Le'Veon Bell is going to stay in Pittsburgh. It cannot, will not happen. So we can all agree, from the Steelers' side of things, Smart business for the Steelers. Bell's going to be 27 after this season. The expiration date on running backs is 30. So that means the most that Le'Veon Bell could get is a two- or three-year contract that would have to be front load. He's got a lot of miles on the odometer, as the cliche goes. So it's a, a risky business situation once we get past this year as far as a long-term contract situation. All right, is the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, some of the players that were not tagged, who could have been tagged, I've, I'm a big board, Maller's big board of players that could have been tagged, that had been talked about being tagged, that were not tagged, and that includes Kirk Cousins, Carlos Hyde, Deion Lewis, Case Keenum, Allen Robinson, and Sammy Watkins. But the way I have them. If I were to rank them in the order of importance, if I you know put on Mallers' big board of free agent shopping, and I, I'm a very good shopper, I go to Costco all the time. I'm a, a prodigious shopper uh, at Costco. I, I am I, the Kirkland brand products uh, in, in reverse order. I would have the least valuable. I would put Carlos Hyde, running back, good player, bad team. Interchangeable. And I'd put Deion Lewis and Carlos Hyde right there at the very bottom. Deion Lewis, the Patriots are not breaking down the door to pay Deion Lewis. Uh, did some Boston radio tonight, and uh, we talked a lot about uh, Deion Lewis, and that's not that's not something where if he leaves, you're like, oh, God, we're screwed. Uh, but I'd put him down there. And then third from the bottom, Case Keenum. Uh, you, you don't pay a guy after a career year cuz you're paying more likely for the guy that Case Keenum has been not the guy that he was with the Vikings last year. Very skeptical that Case Keenum will be that guy. So he's he's third from the bottom. Then you put Allen Robinson and Sammy Watkins. I put Watkins a little bit ahead of Allen Robinson uh, and then Kirk Cousins is clearly number 1, but that's that's the list. I mean of, of those players that could have been tagged that were not tagged, it's Cousins one Watkins to Robinson, Keenum, and then Lewis and Hyde at the very bottom because everyone loves a good list. Everyone loves a good list. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia.
0: Welcome back, uh, Big Ben.
8: uh, Thank you, Eddie. It's uh, it's wonderful to be back here at the hallowed hallways, and uh, good to know everything's still the same, and the printer's not working (laughs) in the back, and everything's great.
0: Well, Marvelous. I think the printer is not working. As a welcome back to you, just to let welcome you know back. that yeah. things are are the same. You know, I don't
8: like when equipment works. I don't like. It. I enjoy clearly. when equipment doesn't work. Yeah. I perform better as a broadcaster when
0: things are falling apart. It's cl- clearly the well. They, you the know, key. they don't they don't want to make things easy on you. You know, just want to yeah make you kind of have to work a little bit. I guess. Yeah,
8: and uh, now I, I must have missed something. Like the, people are making a big deal because the Rockets beat Oklahoma City. In the NBA. Like, Oklahoma City's not that good, right? Am I missing something here? Like, is that is that supposed to be like a signature win for the Rockets? I got all these guys who listen in Houston who were flooding me on social media. See that? The Rockets, baby, sixteen in a row. The Rockets yeah. going on. I'm like, Okay, Oklahoma City's not very good. They're like an average NBA team. That you're gonna celebrate that? That's your, your point of celebration? Well, it's a nice it's a nice run they're on. You know, best record in the league. Yeah, and they'll lose in the playoffs. Golden State will win the West, and this will be completely forgotten. And they'll say, well, what do we have to do to get past the Warriors? Because this team ain't good enough to get past the Warriors. That is that is for damn sure, this Rockets team.
0: Well, I would tend to agree with you, yes. I mean, look, James Harden is a is a fine player. Uh, Chris you Paul's having a nice it. season. No, no. But are you going to bet your money on on Chris Paul nah, and James Harden not. in the playoffs? Paul will Absolutely be hurt. Not. He'll fall apart. Harden disappears. Either way, even if he isn't, hurt, Harden I...
8: disappears in the playoffs. Everyone knows so far, that you're correct. He's a, he's a van. He's like a magician. He vanishes. And he's and, and the fall for these, I mean, these, these you, rocket
0: fans. What do you expect them, though? What do you expect no. them to say? I mean, Listen to me. Exactly what you, what I know what I
8: speak of when it comes to all things NBA. Yeah. I've never gotten an NBA prediction wrong my entire career oh, in radio. That, that I, am really a thousand. <laughs> I am batting 1,000. I am batting 1,000 oh. when it comes to NBA analysis. 1,000. Have never gotten wow. anything wrong.
7: I really miss this. Yeah. My,
8: my nickname is Spalding. That's my nickname. Because it's on every basketball, Spaulding. That's my nickname, Ben Spaulding Maller. That's what they say right there, clearly. The I didn't know that. That's a new yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I don't like to talk about it. I'm not braggadocious. That's not, not what, That's not how I operate. Not I don't believe all. in braggadocious radio. Other people believe in that kind of radio. That's not how I operate. Clearly. <laughs> and I'm, I am such a radio loser. I'm happy to report, Eddie, that I you was know, away as a, a family uh, event. I had to go back to... To New York and do that, and so I came back and I did uh, my moonlighting gig on Wei in Boston, and I already put someone to sleep. So oh, I, really? I have not lost my my Midas touch of putting listeners Good to, know. to sleep. You know what got them to fall asleep? You want to know what the magic thing was that I talked about that got people to fall asleep in Boston? Tell me. Full Maler monologue on Kenny Britt. Yeah, that was that was all it took. It was snooze city. I am feeling, feeling a
0: little drowsy myself
8: right now. Radio Ambien is uh, what <laughs> it, well, it was it uh, was as Anthony in Anaheim who was listening pointed out it was a it was like Nyquil is <laughs> was you know you take the night you fall right asleep you. <laughs> or, well they have that z Quill. You ever take that Z-Quil? You Ever take that? No. That's like that's like Nyquil without the medicine. Yeah. Mm. You never heard of that? You've heard of that. Why? what's the of
0: point that. of
8: that? Well if you if you have trouble <laughs> sleeping
7: Turns you it into at- a zombie without affecting your sinuses. Oh, I
8: see. Yeah, so it won't, if you've got a cough or a cold, it won't help you. But if you just want to go to sleep, it'll.
0: No, I, are we I doing I've a commercial
8: that, for them. at yeah. I mean, the airport, they sell it in the in the little kiosk at the did airport. Did you
0: uh, Did you use that on your flight? No, I didn't too? Use no. That. no. I can't listen. I,
8: I can't sleep on a plane. This planes are ridiculous. Air travel is yeah. in this country is a
0: joke. I'm sure it's very comfortable
8: for a man of your needs you imagine if the hotels said, oh, we want to make our customers as uncomfortable as possible and charge them as much as we possibly can? Well,
0: if they knew that was the only place you could <laughs> stay, yeah, they'd probably do that.
8: It's just fascinating. Uh, and uh, When's the last time a plane took off without every seat being full? Uh, when's the last time that happened? You know when that happened? The 1960s. That's the last time that happened. The 1960s, the last time a plane was allowed to leave the airport without every seat being full. Every seat. I'm convinced if they don't sell enough tickets, they cancel the flight. I oh, there's mean. no question. Yeah, clearly. Uh, obviously. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And uh, you will you will not be seeing a familiar face next football season. And if you've not been paying attention, you haven't been locked in here. Uh, perhaps you have not heard about this, but Ed Hockley Gone! Out of here! Jeff Triplett also retiring. Two of the more well-known referees are done. Kaput. See you later. Out of the NFL. Uh, they've announced they are retiring effective at the end of last regular season. Actually, the postseason. Uh, as Ed Hockley worked a couple of playoff games, and that's it. Exit stage right. And they've already named the replacements. Why not? you got to move fast. Deshaun Sean Hockley... Now that's the kid. No nepotism there. Uh, Sean Hockley uh, is going to replace his old man as a referee, and someone named Alex Kemp is going to replace Triplet. But I learned uh, years ago: there's a there's a theory in the media. Don't bury the lead, right? Don't bury the lead. And uh, with all with all due respect to Sean Hockley, Alex Kemp, and even Jeff Triplet, who has had some infamous moments in his refereeing career. It is all about the departure of Mr. Muscles, Ed Hockley, as he is uh, gone. Out of here. See you later. Uh, and the question here, let's talk about it. The question, and it's it's kind of simple, are you actually going to miss watching Ed Hockley call NFL games? Now, I'll answer this first. I, I am not comfortable by saying that I will miss watching Ed Hockley call an NFL game. I don't believe that's the proper terminology for discussing the thoughts of Ed Hockley because no miss, miss is not not the right word was I fond of Ed Hockley did I get a kick out of Ed Hockley yes uh, absolutely. and have I enjoyed reading the many tributes like he's died uh, yes I have enjoyed reading the many tributes that have been pouring in the comments that have been made but my viewpoint on this uh, you've got comfort food, the balancing act, and robots. Those three things—comfort food, balancing act, and robots—we'll do it the Maller mashup way. We will try to put all this together. We will bind all these things together for you. Uh, first of all, Ed Hockley did not call every big game in the NFL the last, certainly the last ten years. It, it's, it just felt like he called every big game. I would say, though, there was a higher percentage of of games that seemingly had meaning with Ed Hockley. Do I have any facts to back up that? No. Uh, I'm just going by opinion uh, of, of, of Ed Hockley calling games. And I, I would put him in that category of Al Michaels or Brent Musburger when he was doing it, Keith Jackson, the late Keith Jackson Uh, and there's only a handful of of, of broadcasters who would be in this category, where it felt like a bigger game when those guys were calling the game. And to some degree, Ed Hockley, as a referee, by refereeing standards, uh, the, the point should be made that when he was calling the game, it felt like it was a bigger game. For whatever reason, it felt like it had more meaning. And depending on how old you are, uh, and how many football years you have invested, how much equity you have invested in watching football? Ed Hockley was likely a referee your entire certainly your entire adult life, if not your entire life if you 're in your twenties, it was your entire life and and you don't see you don 't get excited about a referee calling a game you, you can 't say that you get excited about it, but Ed Hockley would fall into that category of comfort food. Right the fact that he's been doing it for it was the the number twenty eight years twenty eight years as a referee, and this explosion of popularity for the n f l which has really taken place the, the past twenty years and actually a little longer than that where it's just been been atop the the mountain and all that so essentially if you watched football growing up and you watch football today it's Providing some nostalgia, if you will, a little sentimental value. You can be like, I remember when I was a lot younger watching football, and this dope Ed Hockley uh, was calling games, and you, you can flash back to that, and it, it's not a bad thing. But you know, secondly, again, I keep going back to the number. Twenty-eight years is a really good run at any any job, right, in the frying pan of the NFL, and especially considering what was a a very I don't know, what's the proper word here? It was a uh, an interesting balancing act as an official because despite the fact that Ed Hockley got a lot of play on the radio for being very verbose and uh, doing a lot of things to bring the spotlight to him, he certainly loved the fact that he not only had a live captive audience in the stadium of 40 or 50 or 60,000 people, depending on the venue, but then he also had the people watching on TV, and and so he wanted to take full advantage of it. And, and he also had great – it turned out this, this statement, which I believe is from Ed Hockley as he's been going around, very very good self-deprecating humor. Very good sep- self-deprecating humor. And, and But Ed Hockley was not chased out of the NFL, and at no point do I recall some kind of scandal where the players had turned on Ed Hockley, and they were trashing him, and the coaches had ripped him. It seemed like they genuinely either didn't care about Ed Hockley, which is fine, or there was a genuine appreciation for him there was it was not hey this guy's a, a just a total boob and doesn't know what he's doing, and that's a tough that's a tough carnival act to pull off it's a tough one, but he's, he, he pulled it off for twenty eight years it seems that like he pulled it off unless I'm forgetting something, and I don't recall. Uh, My my Rolodex-like memory here. The runner's buttocks was down on the ground before the ball came loose. Yeah. Well, that's that's the clinic. He didn't say uh, took us. He could have used Yiddish. Buttocks is the proper term. That's That's a sports term, buttocks, isn't it? What's wrong with the buttocks? We all have a buttocks, right? What's wrong with that? Anyway, so listen. There was some some funny moments like that. Ed Hockley.
7: There were two fouls
8: by the defense, offense. That, the, uh, correct. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a lawyer. Brain fart, <laughs> brain fall. And remember, there were. Do we have any other Ed Hockley bloopers? I like the one where he called out the uh, defender missed the. He just missed the play. Remember that one? There's like a whole. There's a whole bunch of bloopers. Twenty eight years. Now that see, And Ed Hockley follows the Maller plan. You can't see the goal line. Yeah. The, the Maller plan is, as I pointed out before, uh, any mistakes that are made on the Ben Maller show are intentional mistakes. Uh, we could do the perfect show. Nobody wants to hear the perfect show. People love the mistake. And Ed Hockley realized that as a referee. The fan base loves the mistake. They like the blooper. They celebrate the blooper. And so he enhanced from time to time, not every game. But a couple times a year, Ed Hockley would have a doozy. There's no delay of game. We didn't let the team go because we were stretching our balls. <laughs> well, listen, we've all we've all been there. Right? I mean, we you know adjust. There's an adjustment period. I don't know if that's the actual term. Is that football parlance? Uh, switching the, yeah. Oh, well, it might be. It might be. You know, clearly, yes. All right. The the final thing on this. Again, I I want to go back to the point I made about old-school broadcasters who retire. We've seen a lot of that over the last 10, 15 years, the old-school broadcasters, the old generation that have gone away. And some of them have gone away because they've died. Uh, Others have just retired. But the officials who step aside, and they are then replaced by essentially faceless, unknown figures who are generally speaking characterless. right? And you see that a lot with the broadcasters, like the next generation of broadcasters. Now, some of that is that you know, they, they're trying to get their legs underneath them. They're trying to establish themselves before they get their personality out there. But you could also make the argument that the, the new officials are designed to be robotic. Right? The NFL would like robots that will fly under the radar. That would be the preferable option if you're a referee. And Ed Hockley... Was unique, right? He was unique in both his very lengthy explanations, his occasional flowery language, and the guns, right? And I know we're trying to get rid of guns. A lot of people trying to get rid of guns, right? Anti-guns and all that. So Ed Hockley always brought the guns with him. He didn't, you know, he didn't keep them in the holsters. He had the guns out. And the people that are uncomfortable with guns do not like Ed Hockley because he had guns. He had two guns that he had at all times. And at any moment, he could he could show you the guns. And you just had to deal with
7: it. Sam Bailey didn't get his head around on the play. I think it's the reason he got the yes, flag. Yes, there
0: are penalties in the Pro Bowl. Pass <laughs> <laughs> interference. Defense number 24. The ball is placed at the one-yard line. First down.
8: You can count on that, can't you? Yeah, of course you can. Yes. Uh, listen. And, and then his kid's taken over, which is not nepotism. It seems like nepotism. It's not nepotism. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure that he was the perfect guy for the job and some guy named Alex Kemp, uh, who are unknown uh, quantities. Uh, that's what they are. Now, the smart money says that these guys are going to be bland. They are going to be colorless, and that's what you're going to have. And Ed Hockley, he's still going to be around the NFL. He's been given one of these cushy jobs as an independent consultant to the NFL League office, which sounds like a great golden parachute, doesn't it? Don't you want that kind of job? Wouldn't you like to be named... What does that pay? Independent consultant. Was that a eighty thousand dollars a year gig? Hundred thousand dollars a year to be an independent consultant to the NFL? And uh, there is—you can't say there's a bureaucracy. <laughs> you can't say there's a bureaucracy in in football. No, no, no. That's uh, not at all. All right. Anyway, it's the, the Ben Maller show on Fox, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie slash Judas Garcia.
0: You know, it's a good point, Ben. I remember back in the day, I remembered or I knew most of the referees' yeah. names, whether it was the NBA or the NFL, and baseball, of course, had a lot of colorful guys. Yeah. Uh, no, I really don't know many of them at all anymore. It's It kind of sucks. How, I kind of like it when I knew those guys. How many officials can you name right now? In what sport? Football. We're doing talking football. I mean, Hockley, obviously. Is Walt um, Anderson
8: still around? Is he still? No, here? I don't think he he's is. Retired?
0: I think he's retired. The okay. old, it was a Tuck rule, right? Walt Anderson, Danny G. Sorry, bring that up, but uh,
8: okay. So he's not doing. Walt
0: Anderson's Gene out. Steritor. Gene Steratore. Gene Stere. Did, did yeah. he do the Super Bowl? Was he? The I think he did. Guy? Yeah, so, yes, so you I knew that's cheating. Yeah. He did the Super Bowl. Well, oh, that's not cheating. Oh, he I mean, did the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
8: I, all right. What? Uh, well Walt Coleman. How about Walt He's got Oh, a Cleet
0: Blakeman. I do know that one because of that name. I, how could you forget that's Cleet? That's a tough Blakeman. name, right?
8: That's uh not that's... too many cleats around. Nah. Wasn't that an old name? What TV show was there a cleat
0: in? Well there was old a baseball Hollywood
8: guy, Cleat Boyer, I remember. Wasn't there was like an old Hollywood show with a character named Cleat? Like a No? Am I making that up? Maybe I'm making that uh, up? It's,
0: nothing's coming to mind. Okay. Sorry. All right. Could Maybe be. I'm making could that be. up
8: uh i have here's some of the officials. i have a list now eddie uh john hussey no i have no idea who that guy a is. a referee uh john hussey's his name uh, i don't know who that is either oh jerome who?
0: boger the the ladies yeah. man not Booger. Who, no, Boger. no no
8: Boger. love okay. that guy with the list you like boger yeah okay eddie likes boger uh john uh, john, john perry uh, john
0: berry perry oh no i don't know who that he's is. from purdue you don't know who that guy is boiler up uh, no, I don't, been, I don't uh, know it he's, he's
8: been an official for, says here, 18 years. Oh, my been, God. <laughs> he's been working in the NFL. Well, not, as, not as a referee, oh, but okay. as a, you know, they, they have the – can you name all the referee positions? They have the side judge, back they have the judge, back judge. Line judge, umpire. Oh, look at you, Mr. NFL over there. I think that's it. I think you named them all. Oh, right? wow.
6: As, did you guys mention a Tony Corrente?
8: No, we did no, not No, I did Tony not Tony. mention It's no. That's a bad job by us. And Pete Morelli. The great Pete Morelli. Yeah. Hey, is, in baseball, is Joe West still an umpire?
0: I think so. Really? I, I think we would have heard Country if he Joe had called West? it quits, huh? He's, is, isn't he like 90? He seems like it, yeah. Dragging he's, his old ass out there. He's still around, really? I think he is, yeah. Okay.
8: Like, he's like, you talk about the last of the Mohegans. Oh, for sure.
0: For sure.
8: <laughs> Country Joe West? The crusty old bastard. Cowboy Joe is still doing baseball? Wow.
6: I can't stand him.
8: I know, no, not well, many can. Now, what about Angel Hernandez? Is, did they get rid? No, of him? they got rid. Re- I'm pretty sure they got rid of him. Right? Yeah. He's suing. I think
0: they got rid of him.
8: Uh, who else? Can you name anyone else? Any I other? remember the
0: Hirschbeck brothers. They, the Hershbeck, yes, they're gone. They're gone.
8: What about was it C.B. Oh, Buckner that would always screw up calls? He's been around yeah. for a while. Yeah, how about
0: Laz Diaz? Laz Diaz. Around? I
8: don't know if he's still around or not. I remember that that Tim McClellan, who's not around, he was around for a long time. He was like the the skinny guy that looked. Like he needed to eat a a bunch of meals, He needed to fatten him up. You know, he was around for a long time. Is
6: uh is Jim Joyce gone? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's I he's, he's, he's the one that cried, right?
8: Well, he was the one that cried? blew the perfect game, right? Yeah, that yeah, oh, yeah. Guy exactly. yeah, that. yeah. So yeah. then
6: the next game that that he was, uh, you know, working on with Galaraga, they like he met and he was like apologizing, he was crying. Yeah. You know that my favorite umpire. You're crying of all, in baseball.
8: Well, I have I, my favorite umpire of all. I have two. I have uh, Durwood Merrill, and and the reason Durwood Merrill is this old baseball umpire uh, behind, when I used to go to games, I would sneak down in the late innings, and I would sneak behind in, in the really nice seats. I would go to, like, Angel Games or whatever, and I'd sneak behind um, the, the dugouts, and Durwood Merrill would turn, and he would point to a kid in the crowd, and he pointed at me a couple times, and I was, mm. like, the coolest thing in the world. I, I, got was a, like, I got a
0: good one for you, but I want I to hear was your like, second one after uh, the this. The
8: second one I have is Ken Kaiser.
0: Oh, yeah. He's a big, yeah, he's a big fat guy. That's
8: yeah, why you liked him. Yeah, I liked him. And I also interviewed him because he, uh, I, I did an interview. Was he, he a wrestler? He was a wrestler, yeah. and he was selling some uh, some shark cartilage or something like that. <laughs> and, and, and it, it was uh, great. And I interviewed him. He was a really cool guy. He was a nice guy. I, so th- I, like I him. think
0: this is going to make you smile. Very colorful. Yes, what? Dutch Rennert.
8: Oh, that's a good one. Dutch That's a That's a solid one.
0: Yeah. didn't he have the really outlandish strike call
8: yes yes that's that's uh, i've not heard that name in in many many years that's a good one boy this is you're, great you're radio <laughs>
0: it is actually come
8: on <laughs> well what about the, the gold standard though for bad umpiring the, the late yeah. great oh, eric yes, greg i mean come on that that marlin he, <laughs> world marlin, series game no i don't think it was a world it I think was an nlcs oh, game okay. against atlanta when levion hernandez uh didn't he Set the record for, like, strikeouts
0: and then uh, I'll play on. like If it was, if it was like close, that. it was a strike, It <laughs> <man. laughs> was awesome. He wanted to
8: get the hell out of there. YouTube it. <laughs> YouTube a, it. That's a strike. <laughs> that's a strike. By
7: the it way. Like,
0: it was like Frank drebin in it, Police Squad. It, it was in the state of Florida. <laughs> it was a strike. It was
8: awesome.
7: By the way, you guys, Joe West umpired his 5,000th Major oh, League game smokes. last year on June 20th. Wow,
8: that's crazy. 5,000 baseball games. Man, all right. That ends umpire. We'll do NBA officials next for a thousand. Right. Favorite NBA officials. The great Ben Salvatore. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Pavetta. Yeah, well, Pavetta yeah, I mean, Dick Pavetta's. When you think NBA official. Was it
0: Ed F. Rush or Ed T. Rush? I, can't I, remember. I think F. I think F. Okay. I'm going to go F. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm loving this. Totally. I'm sorry. Be sure to catch live
7: editions
8: of The Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. In. This is when Big Ben
7: gets grilled.
6: Let's go, Coop. Go, 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 go. There was a report that surfaced earlier this week that the Browns are among teams that are set to pursue Case Keenum. Ben, if they do end up getting Keenum, do you still think that they should take a quarterback with one of their high picks in the draft? Yes, uh,
8: absolutely. And this idea of drafting a running back, number one, is absurd. But as far as this is concerned, A, if Case Keenum does end up going to Cleveland, which is a, a possibility, it is a temporary fix. It reduces the swelling at the quarterback position, but it does not fix the long-term problem. Case Keenum is a middle-of-the-pack, second-tier quarterback who had a career year with the Vikings. Haley's Comet happens about every 75 years. It doesn't happen back-to-back years. And B, the Browns, they've got that Saddam touch when drafting quarterbacks, but... You know, it's it's kind of like how men used to operate with data. I guess they don't do it anymore. You play the numbers game. You keep drafting quarterbacks. Eventually, one of them will be good. And, and you know, it's like riding a bike. The more times you, you, you learn to ride a bike, you're going to fall down, get back up, get on the damn bike again. Next! Now, speaking of sought-after quarterbacks, the Eagles
6: are reportedly seeking a first-round pick for Nick Foles. Now, there's apparently been one team to submit an offer for Foles, but they didn't meet the first-rounder asking price. Now, the Eagles were able to get a first-rounder for Sam Bradford, who hasn't won a single thing. Surely they can get a first-rounder for Foles, right?
8: Uh, No, the Eagles are bluffing here. They have to trade Nick Foles. Now, I wouldn't trade for him. I wouldn't give up even like a seventh-round pick. At the most, I would maybe think about that for this guy. Uh, But some dopey NFL team will do that. First of all, Philadelphia, they have to trade Foles. Why? They are over the salary cap. They'll be paying their backup quarterback more money than players like Alshon Jeffrey if they keep Nick Foles. That's not how it works in a civilized, salary capped NFL, and and you can't keep Foles and lose other key players because of a backup who is not going to play. Uh, you know, it's a, it's great to talk about oh high-priced, high priced high high priced insurance and all that. but Live in the real world. And secondly, Nick Foles he played really well for Chip Kelly in 2013. The last 4 years we've pointed this out a million times his career uh, his career year aside the last 4 years 77.7 quarterback rating 1 month of good football doesn't make up for 4 years of crap don't touch him next now a few months ago you scoffed at the news that Matt Kemp
6: would be making his return to the Dodgers yeah. you even suggested that he wouldn't end up making the roster that's right
8: now Kemp hit his third homer during spring training on Tuesday oh, that's exciting you warming up to him, Ben? No, I'm not. I, I take spring training performance with a grain of salt. Guys who mash the baseball in Florida and Arizona typically fade away uh, by the time the regular season comes around. There used to be a guy named Lee Tinsley who always seemed to lead the Cactus League in home runs. And then when the regular season started, uh, he, he didn't do much of anything. Uh, and and I, my position on Matt Kemp, number two, in general, he, he's a ticking time bomb. The Dodgers know this. Uh, that you can't depend on him. He's got grandma hips. He's essentially been a bum for for the last several years. And if he does end up on the Dodgers, he'll be on the disabled list by by May first. That is a guarantee. The Dodgers are hoping he gets a bunch of homers. They want to trade him, right? He's got a ridiculous contract for his performance. So no, I'm not I'm not on board with Matt Kemp. There it is, Mallard to the third degree. We beat the buzzer. How did we do? Can you pass this edition? That is a oh!
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Attention, everyone. And the the password password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller.
8: All right, let's get right to the game. Our contestants this week from Indonesia. We say hello to Danny in Indonesia. Hello, Danny. Hey Ben, how you doing? What time is it in Indonesia?
7: Um, what is it? Like quarter of six in the
8: evening. Oh, that's so weird. It's, it's we're doing <laughs> e- we're doing evenings is what we're doing in Indonesia. Yeah, we have a lot of listeners. Yep, you do. Have, you're doing evenings. We have won. We have one. But Danny has named a food dish after me in his family's kitchen. So that's. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. All right. Yep. Hold on, Danny and Kathy in Portland's gonna play. Hello, Kathy.
5: Well, hello there, Ben. Welcome back.
8: Thank you, Kathy. Thank. You. Glad to know you're there. And... I need
5: a golden ticket.
8: <laughs> oh, you're not gonna win one. I'm, well, maybe you will. I don't know. Uh, Danny, who do you want to partner up with, Danny? Well.
6: I'd like to say you, Ben, but Danny G nominated me for International Caller of the Year, so I think I'm going to have to go with Danny wow. G today.
0: Danny, even Danny.
8: Wow. Better than Mike and Mike. All right, uh, very good. <laughs> uh, we'll work with that. All right, uh, yeah. uh, Kathy, who do you want to partner up with, Kathy? You, Ben. We've always uh, been partners. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, boy. Well, uh, then you'll have to win your golden ticket. Yes. Yeah, so That's we'll, right. Uh, Let's do this, I Danny. Know
6: the Mallard
8: maneuver. All right. Double Let's Daniel.
6: See. No cheating.
8: All right, well, Loop, you're going to have to step up here. We have a list of ten words, and, uh, well, you guys have to pick. Uh, Danny, you got on the air first, so you have to pick the first word. We start with ten points, work our way down. Pick a number one through ten, Dan. Okay, we'll go with lucky number five. I don't know if that's your
7: lucky number. Not an easy word, but uh, you and me could do this. All right, focus in here. Okay. The word is stall, stall.
8: Danny's kids are very active. Empty. Empty. He says empty. No, that's not it. Not empty. Uh, I will go with uh, indecisive. Hesitate. Oh, yeah. Bam. Nine points. Empty. Wow. That's a solid (laughs) job. And we get to go again, Kathy. That's how we operate. We're so damn good at this. Uh, We are number four. Number four. All right. Number four. No, no. I, I got this. I got this. All right, let's go. Let's see here. I will go with migrant. Worker. No, and <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say mallet maneuver. <laughs> I never said mallet <laughs> maneuver. Out oh, there, sorry. all right.
7: You heard, you heard migrant. I'm gonna yeah, say yeah. settler.
8: Settler. Pilgrim. Oh. <laughs> oh, All <man>. right, <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll try this one. Uh, <laughs> refugee. Ugh. Kathy, refugee. Why are we? So here? Why is this like, one of the words? I'm, I'm
5: going to be fired. Pioneer.
7: No, you
8: heard why it. would you be fired for? I, no, it's a terrible answer, but no. Okay, I, now
7: I, re- I remember this from spelling, Danny. So here we go. Focus. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Emigrate. Oh, man. Come on, all
8: those clothes. Settler. Oh, immigrant. Oh, man. I was going to say immigrant. No. But, oh. Oh, you didn't want to say it, though? You didn't uh, want to say it? Uh, no, you didn't want to say it? Immigrant. No, immigrant. No, you didn't, didn't want to say that. You he, said you didn't want to say that. say it,
0: though. But you God. didn't want to
8: say it. Immigrant! 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 Well, I mean, you don't have to yell it! I mean, you don't have to yell it out!
0: <laughs> yeah.
8: Oh, man. What all is right. that, seven points? Seven points, yes. All right, you're still losing. That's all that matters Yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. You're still losing. Uh, all right, now it's Dan, back to Dan, yeah, Danny. Danny, yeah, okay.
0: Danny and Danny. And Danny.
7: Okay. D and D. All right, uh, one through three or six through ten? Uh, let's
6: see. Okay. Um, let's go with number
8: seven. Number seven. Number seven. seven. Oh, seven.
7: Okay. All right, Danny, here we go. The word yep, is yep. succulent. Succulent.
8: Juicy. Yeah! yeah. Well, that was easy. Oh, that was, oh, easy.
0: Oh.
8: That that was no. an easy on. one. Seven, that was
0: easy. 17 to 9. I got that right away
8: myself. All right, back to you, Kevin. Here we go. Let's do six. it. What? Six. Six. All right, number six. All right, here we go. Let's do this here. Uh, let's go with assortment. Bam, oh, just like that. We're t- uh, oh. We get the lead back. Yeah. 1917. Yeah. It's right. nail-biting time <laughs> and password on the Ben Maller Show. All right. Uh, one through three or seven through ten? Actually, eight uh, through ten. Uh, Kathy, oh. Kathy's back, right? Kathy's go. back. Uh, or oh. no, no, pick that no, one. no, it's, so it's uh, Danny. Danny. All right. Yeah, Number two. Number, number
7: two. two. All right. Okay. All right, listen. Sabre. Saber. S-A-B-E-R. Saber. No chance. Think about it. Saber. Saber? Yeah. (laughs) We'd do a reverse ballad. Yeah, you you got got it. All
0: right, we're back. 27-19, Danny and Danny in the lead. Lock lock in, Kathy. Lock in. Three. Three. Three.
8: Number three. All right, let's... uh, Easy. All right, relax. Relax, okay? Uh, Let's go with... Let's see here. Uh, do, 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 do. All right, uh, paperback. Brooke. Yeah, bam, Uh-oh. just like that. We oh, take oh, lead game, twenty-nine, 29 twenty-seven. the This bam. is a heavyweight
7: boxing Next. match.
8: This is right. a last one's going to win. Number one
7: or seven through 10. Quickly. Number one. Coop's upset because we can go through all the words. All right, not naughty- a here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, listen. Number one: planting. Planting. Think about I, it. Planting. Gaunting? No, planting. P, no, P-L-A-N-T-I-N-G. Planting. Oh, planting. Yes. Garden. Yeah! yeah. Garden.
8: yeah. Oh. All right, that's, oh, fine. Last, last that's fine. Last word. Last here word. word. Here we go. Last word. We're going to win it right here, Kevin. ten. We're going to win the damn game. We're going to walk <laughs> off, and we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a beer together. Oh, oh. here we go. Eight,
7: nine, or ten.
8: Eight. Word eight. Number, number Eight. eight. All right. For the win. It comes For down to loss. this. For the loss. This is it right here. All right. Here we go. Encouragement. Hope. No!
7: Oh, no! Yeah! That's not the word! Yeah! That's not oh, wow. the word!
8: Hey, you know, hey, he can, can still. Oh. I know. We're out of time. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was Danny good wins. job. The word was motivation. That. Encouragement's <laughs> motivation. Danny it and Danny. Hope the not. I
7: got a goal no, but Kathy,
8: <laughs> she lost all the hope with that answer. What?